guys, you're listening to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we usually talk about Return of the King one minute at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Norman Mitchell. And we're supposed to be coming back from hiatus today, but uh, we are going to make a little announcement. We are um, extending our extended edition <laughs> hiatus Yeah. in the wake of everything that's happening. Because um, I'm going to be real with you guys, like... Uh, I don't do well with my mental health on a good day, um, and the past month has not been good days, so... It has not. I feel kind of like Frodo at the end of the movie where he's just like, you know, I don't remember the feel of grass or the taste of strawberries and cream, because, <laughs> like, I don't know when the last time I was outside was. Um, it's a really crazy time, and I am sorry that we aren't coming back when we said we would, but I would rather take another couple weeks and make the best content that we can for you all instead of kind of um, phoning it in. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, stay posted. Um, we wanted to throw something in the feed today anyway. So this is a um, episode that we initially recorded for Patreon a while ago um, that has just fell into the cracks of my computer because I kind of forgot about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and we're talking about the animated Return of the King. Return of the King. Not by Ralph Bakshi. That was Lord of the Rings. What's the other company? Uh, Rankin Bass. Rankin Bass. The Rankin Bass Return of the King uh, with our friend Bob Kester, which was um, delightful and um, very weird. Yeah, and it, it's like the review that we, we did with him for Ralph Bakshi's Lord of the Rings. Yes. It's kind of structured the same way. Yeah. So um, here's some Return of the King content for you all. I hope you all stay safe and healthy. Um, check in with your friends and your loved ones. Uh, they might not be doing so hot. Um, yeah. <laughs> I hope everyone's okay. And we'll be back in a few weeks. Yeah. Take care. Bye. Bye. Dueling Genre Hello, and welcome to another Second Breakfast Immunities collaboration. I'm Bob Kester of Immunities. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson of Lord of the Rings Minute. And I'm Norman Mitchell of the same. Hooray. The same. <laughs> the same. <laughs> uh, we are here to talk about the Rankin-Bass 1980 uh, Return of the King TV movie. Um Hopefully you've already listened to us uh, talk about the Ralph Bakshi Lord of the Rings animation of 1978. Uh, if you haven't listened to that, uh, you probably should, because I think it was a very fun discussion. It was. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. So uh, now we're going forward and doing this, which seems thematically appropriate. I'll just say upside, this was not as big a part of my uh, youth as uh, the Bakshi thing was. Uh, but, you know, it was still something, you know, that was part of Lord of the Rings to me, you know, in the back in the 20th century when this was all we had. <laughs> and, you know, some books, <laughs> that sort of thing. Uh, so, uh, once again, I'll do a brief history. This will be a somewhat briefer history because this had a somewhat, a much less stormy uh, development process than uh, mm -hmm. Lord of the Rings did. Uh, basically, they kind of waited, you know, to just 
are you know are they going to make that sequel that Bakshi wants? Uh, no. Okay. Well, we'll just go ahead and you know finish up the the thing. They sort of cl- Rankin Bass sort of claimed that they had always planned to just go straight from the Hobbit to Return of the King. You know, as a uh, what as bookends, but that's kind of crazy. I mean. Yeah. I guess if you think about it, like some people have done, like gone straight from like Three Musketeers to The Man in the Iron Mask without, you know, cutting out like the five books that come in between those two. But, you know, on the other hand, there are very few people who just read all those as a set, you know, as opposed to like yeah. Lord of the Rings. Which is also, <laughs> The Man in the Iron Mask feels like a totally disconnected story if you just break down what it's about. Yeah, that's true. You could easily just change the names and nobody would realize that it's a Three Musketeers movie. I didn't even know that. <laughs> That's because I, I don't, that Leonardo DiCaprio one has nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it all depends on where you put the focus. And uh, But anyway, uh, we'll save that for Men in the Iron Mask Minute. Uh, <laughs> minute in the Iron Mask. Minute in the Iron Mask, yeah, it's true. You could do like, just that movie alone, just leaving out all other Three Musketeers movies, there've got to be at least like, at least like five versions of that movie. <laughs> you could just like oh go goodness. for five years on that. But that's a... Uh, idea for somebody else so right <laughs> it, so it's just two years after uh lord of the rings so you know given that they waited you know to see which is so weird to give it you know compared to like the way things happen now it's like you know oh are you going to make a sequel uh no okay we'll make it <laughs> it's just so odd but yeah so they uh rankin bass who uh, were known mostly for animated holiday specials but had made the original Hobbit, uh, turned back to the same company that had animated the Hobbit, which is this group called Topcraft, uh, which is a Japanese company that sort of uh, split their time between doing original Japanese movies and doing like animation for American projects. Looking into it, they... Uh, and some of those guys would go on to found Studio Ghibli with Hayao Miyazaki. Yeah, exactly. Well, in fact, the whole... The, the, the company itself went out of business and Studio Ghibli just bought their building. <laughs> <laughs> so and it's kind of weird they bought the building but most of the animators then went on well okay backing up just slightly so as Topcraft, they made Gechiman, which uh was released here as battle of the planets which was uh, a you know a weekly kids cart- action cartoon about these five young people with like uh different who are of different colors and different powers and all form into a big robot or actually a big spaceship i think at that point so it was one of the uh the founding versions of that and was actually very off color in the original Japanese and then got overdubbed into like not being at all like that in the American version. <laughs> uh, probably for the best because there's mostly like, you know, there's the one girl and there's the, you know, the little guy is constantly uh, making innuendos about her. And they changed that to him, like just talking nonsense. It was sort of the original of like what people would later do with the Phantom Menace sometimes, like just turn like everything Jar Jar says into nonsense rather than <laughs> the objectionable things he actually does say. So uh, they also... Uh, were the animators for Hayao Miyazaki's uh, Nausicaa and the Valley of the Wind. Uh, so that was a pre-Ghibli Miyazaki project, uh, which is actually one of my favorite of his films. So they did that. They did this. They also did the uh, American TV show. Well, they did that. They did this. And then they went out of business. Uh, Ghibli bought the facilities. The animators mostly went on and formed another group called Pacific Animation that did more U.S. work, such as Silverhawks and the original Thundercats. Um, oh, man. So if you look at like like Mumra's servants, especially in Thundercats, like there's the Frogman and stuff like that, he looks a lot like the like a Hobbit goblin, and uh, yeah. and then and then in 1988 that group like once Ghibli got like a big infusion of Disney money, they bought that group too, and so that all those people came back and back together again, and then worked on Ghibli stuff from then on. So if you think about like stuff like 
my neighbor Tortoro or Spirited Away or something like that. Some of the drawing style is very similar to uh, the drawing style here, except, of course, much, much more developed. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the sort of roundness of people's faces and stuff like that. And that's about it. And they made this. Um, <laughs> this didn't seem like as big a deal at the time as you might think it would be, given that it's like the third Tolkien movie in three years, you know? <laughs> I remember even me like, like coming home one day and my parent and my mom was like, "Oh, that Lord of the Rings thing's on t on TV tonight," and it's like, "Oh, well, that's cool," and thinking that like the Bakshi thing had made it to TV, and then like there I saw a commercial and there's like, they had this really deep voiced ABC announcer in the pack and he's like, "Yo, tonight the Tolkien classic, Return of the King," and I'm like, "What the f?" <laughs> <laughs> It's like, oh, awesome. they, they just decided to complete the trilogy, but not really tell anybody that they're doing it and just do it as a TV special. So <laughs> that's that. And uh, as we'll talk about, they had sort of a different approach uh, from previous approaches. Um, so uh, once again, we were going to do our uh, five things that didn't work, five things that did work, uh, alternating between you two. Mm -hmm. And uh, just let that uh, let the discussion grow out of that. So uh, starting uh, with Cassandra, what is the number five thing you did not like or which did not work about the animated Return of the King? That I did not like or that I did like? You, you did not like or which did not okay. work? Um, well, my my number five for both is the same. Um, oh. <laughs> so I, disclaimer, I've never seen this before. Oh, yeah. I meant um, to ask. <laughs> I think Norman's seen this a bunch. I have seen this a lot because we watched it in middle school pretty much whenever. That's so weird. <laughs> it was just one of the VHSs that was always on the the media cart. <laughs> the fabled media cart. May oh, I just man. say ahead of time that even though it's not really relevant to the movie, the box art on this thing is so terrible. <laughs> oh my god, it's awful. It makes the animation look like it's going to be so much worse than it actually is. I mean, it's still not great, but you know, that, it, yeah, it looks like a... Well, like a direct-to-video thing, which is what it is, but like a some sort of 90s direct-to-video thing somebody made on their Amiga or something. Mm -hmm. But anyway, go on. Um, so I, as a full disclaimer, I was having trouble finding things that I liked about this. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> but I, uh, I did it. So the thing that didn't work and the number five thing that did work for me was um, using Bilbo's birthday as a framing device for the movie. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Um, the thing I didn't like about it is that it removes all of the tension from the story, like Frodo and Sam, um, because you see them alive and well and like telling the story at the beginning of the movie, which is fine. That works for a kid's movie, but like, eh, didn't really, I didn't really like it. But the good thing that I liked was it was like a really cool parallel to the Rankin-Bass Hobbit. Oh, I see. Starting with like Bilbo's birthday. So, and it was super nostalgic in that way. Yeah. Cool. Hey, the, um, uh, it also kind of throws back to the Bakshi one because that also starts with a birthday. Oh, yeah, that's true. Mm. So it's one party after another, whether expected or unexpected or kind of <laughs> yeah, sort of uh, expected. Yeah, my number five didn't work is also that framing device. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah, it's, it's starting at the end. Uh, mine has a little bit more to do with like the overall structure of that as a framing device, because I think the minstrel thing is really contrived. Mm. Uh, even though I, I really like some you of the, like songs. All the songs. I like some of them. There's so many songs. There's so many songs. <laughs> uh, so because this is a trope, 
this is a trope I actually really, really like a lot of the time, like in Megamind and Thor Ragnarok, where they kind of start near the climax of the movie and then you go back to see how they got there. Mm -hmm. But like Ragnarok doesn't do that. Ragnarok is just like, hey, I was doing all this stuff. And then like record scratch. You may wonder how I got here. (laughs) You may wonder how I got here. Uh, That's a trope that I really, really like. Mm. This is an example of something like that. Not done very well. (laughs) That's fair. Also, like, Bilbo through this whole opening scene just comes off as kind of dumb. He's like mm. 129 years old. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> when 129 years old, you be. <laughs> right? Right. Remember this. Was, stay awake this well, you will not. <laughs> yeah, as a framing device, I, I don't think this works terribly well. Mm. There are things about it that are fine, but, like, the the, the minstrel feels very contrived to me. <laughs> the minstrel of Gondor. He doesn't even have a name. <laughs> yeah, you lose that when you get the job. <laughs> the minstrel of Gondor. It's like it's Dread a Pirate. Title. Dread yeah. Pirate Roberts. Yeah. <laughs> Do you? Uh, are, are we going to be coming? Are the songs going to be coming up again, or should we? Get yes, they will. Yes. Okay. Cool. Uh, so I guess since this. this... <laughs> So I guess since this both works and doesn't work for you, that it's like I need to come up and give my number five thing that worked. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I actually really like the, with some exceptions that I'm going to talk about in specific, both good and bad. Uh, I like the overall art direction of this movie. Mm. Much like I, I overall kind of like the art direction of the Bakshi one mm-hmm. with exceptions both ways. I kind of feel the same way about this because, and this has a much more, uh, whimsical fantasy feel to it that I think mm-hmm. because this is made by the people that made The Hobbit and you're trying to keep you have to kind of keep uh, consistent art direction and this does have the same kind of art direction as as The Hobbit there's a couple of things I think it did better and a couple of things I think it did worse but overall I think the art direction really works you you have to have this kind of whimsical feel when your story is about hobbits and elves uh-huh. and I think that a whimsical art direction overall works a little better in animated form whereas like the more grounded direction of the Bakshi movie works better in live action overall Mm. oh i could see that yeah and they sort of like uh hit the like you know children's tale thing it's sort of at the beginning sort of with the you know like you know what mighty king was it you know was it that saved us all it was not what you know it was just this little fellow Mm -hmm. which uh the animated hobbit definitely hits right at the beginning too yeah and that's the sort of thing I think is good, especially for animation. Like, because, I mean, especially in the West, we have this perception that animation is for children, mm-hmm. uh, which is not really how, uh, which I think is really interesting that the this Japanese studio did a lot of like Western television work because they wouldn't have been as like as primed to make stuff specifically for children. And then they went on to make like Thundercats. Right, right. So I find that kind of interesting just from like a cultural difference perspective in the way that animation is kind of viewed. Because, yeah, in America, like if it's animated, it's 100% for kids. That's why we chopped up and ruined a whole bunch of like classic anime <laughs> and turned it into kids afternoon TV. <laughs> right, right. Uh, and why there's like adult animation is just common in other parts of the world. Right. I remember definitely being of an age where I just wanted to watch anything that was animated. I don't know exactly where that drive comes from, but might just be because i liked previous animation stuff because it was for me for kids but right or i don't know if it's some kids thing they love you know liking animation 
I think you can get away with more in animation than yeah. you can in live action because like it's all oh, yeah, limited to what you can draw and and whereas you know live action has a lot of limiting factors right and then <laughs> rotoscoping has like the same kinds of limitations as live action filming because right. there's only so much you can do because you're just drawing over frames that you filmed well if you if you actually like if you use them as a reference and and draw over them in that way i think rotoscoping works just fine but if you're like i don't know if all you're doing is like tracing and putting a filter over it <laughs> i mean that's what a lot of rotoscoping is right but if like i don't know and you can tell when they rotoscoped and took more liberties in the Bakshi movie mm-hmm. with what they used as a reference mm-hmm. versus when they just straight up traced it like with the the ring wraiths wraith yeah. world form yeah 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 uh, and the times where they used it as a reference and then kind of went out of bounds a little bit is the stuff that works better in that movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be- because it's animated, like you're using animation, like show me what you can do with animation, mm-hmm. not the flight of the fort, but <laughs> we haven't <laughs> talked about that. <laughs> yeah. But oh, the art direction of this movie, I really, I, I like the whimsical stuff. I think you kind of have to lean that way with animation, especially when you're trying to show the differences in the different cultures and the different races here i don't know if i like the whimsy in this though like it's like the fundamental difference between like the hobbit as a children's story like and the lord of the rings as an epic mythology yeah yeah it's kind of we'll we'll talk about that too it's kind of a flip side of like how the hobbit live action trilogy seems a little bit too dour to be the hobbit Mm-hmm. Like this might seem a little bit too whimsical to be Return of the King. Yeah, <laughs> right. But they you make they made the choice for this to focus entirely on Frodo's story mm-hmm. instead of like what the books do. Mm-hmm. That's right. true. So when you're looking at it through the lens of the Hobbits and almost exclusively how it affects the Hobbits, seeing it in the kind of whimsy that is appropriate to their mindset makes know. I don't, sense. I don't think Frodo getting beat within an inch of his life with a whip <laughs> is whimsical. But no. that's just me. <laughs> yeah, all the shirtless no. Frodo fans out there get to see yeah, that. Right? Oh my god. Oh, I think that leads into something else. But... Oh. Okay, now, so should we just move on to uh, Cassandra's number four thing that did not work? Um, My number four thing that did not work is there were so many songs. <laughs> Um, and this also shows up on my good list, but it, whatever. But now this is number four. I kept a, a tally of the songs with lyrics um, as this this movie is 90 minutes long. 97 with credits, to be precise. <laughs> there are, let's see, 11 different songs with different lyrics, and there are six different reprises, three of which are the, the, um, the ring bearer, the bearer of the ring. The, the wearer of the ring. The bearer of the ring. The wearer of yeah, the there's ring. two of, like, Frodo of the Nine Fingers, and then there's one of that weird white ship elven song. It's so, so easy not to try. It's Which it's they mix with the Road Goes Ever On and On song, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think in all, it's like uh, 17 different instances where lyrics are happening. <laughs> 17. 11 plus 6 reprises. Yeah. 17 different places. Wait. One, two, three. Oh, 18. Whatever. Oh. I'm counting my tally marks. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> it is quite a bit. I also noticed, I don't know, well, I should wait until the end in case this comes up elsewhere. But yeah, there's a definite, <laughs> like a, 
a lack of hurry about a lot of the stuff that's going on. But yeah, that minstrel man, he loves to sing. Well, I guess <laughs> if you think about it, <laughs> I mean, something I didn't really think about it this way until rewatching it for this is that like the whole film is basically a song. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, except for like you know, the very beginning and the very end, everything that we're seeing is basically the minstrel's song. You know, you could think of it that way as opposed to maybe what really happened, you know, the, uh, you could edit this to into Return of the King, into the Jackson Return of the King by just ha- like having showing the whole thing like when they're at the final visit to Rivendell, <laughs> which is I think exactly what people need at that point of Return of the King is like 90, a ninety minute stopover to like hear everything that happened already, <laughs> with some glaring omissions. Yeah, but if it was like if it was all in song, like um, like I don't know, this like, was actually this. a musical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would that would be fine. But like every time where it's not singing it's either sam monologuing which i will get to and uh-huh. um and gandalf's um narration so i'm just like who's telling the story <laughs> cool all right i will refrain <laughs> from further comment because it might come up with uh in some <laughs> uh norman your number four thing that did not work uh the use of the ring <laughs> in this movie and i get i get it i 100 percent get what they're going for I just think it looks really silly, the way that like Frodo or Sam will, like grab the ring like and, then, and then they glow, yeah, mm. and then Gollum like shirks away from them. Or, or my my favorite is Sam chasing down that orc to ask him questions. <laughs> Wait, you're just a hobbit. <laughs> like I get what they're going for because there's I I think there's some text in the book that has mention of people's countenance when they're holding the ring or when they when their emotions flare when the ring is in their possession. And I get it. I get what you're going for, but I don't think it works, <laughs> like at all. The the flaming sword and the strobe light effect. Well, Kirith Ungol is tricky. I think we have yet to have like Sirith a really Ungol. Sirith Ungol. Sirith... Oh my god. <laughs> it's, uh... That's it's... a separate point. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh. I mean, it's a tricky thing to get across, which I'm not sure the Jackson one, I, that's what you'll get to talk about, too. Like, you know, completely gets across how how that all worked, uh, how all worked out for Sam. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hopefully some future version will, like, go into that a little deeper. But, yeah, so, like, they, they definitely take a shortcut on it. Plus, and they all killed themselves, and, like, the one I ran into jumped off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> Just that's one of two goblins that, like, jump off a cliff so that Sam doesn't have to kill them, I think. <laughs> Yeah, twice. Twice it Which happens. It's interesting. It's okay for Merry and Pippin to kill people, but not for Sam and Frodo to do it. <laughs> Merry and Pippin are soldiers. There you go. But he has a flaming sword. Right? <laughs> and he doesn't even use it. What a waste. <laughs> Plus mail that never actually gets used either. So mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so weird. I mean, I, I I don't know if this will come up elsewhere, but you know, they, they talk about, you know, it's like they were fighting over his pretty coat. And it's like, oh, yeah, his pretty coat is just this random cloak that looks like every other cloak as opposed to like, you know, his mithril shirt, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's that's an omission that's just weird to me. The mithril shirt. Yeah, exactly. Whereas I think the Jackson one has the mithril shirt, but they never actually mentioned that that's what they were fighting over. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. you just you see you see an image of the two of them fighting over it, but nobody. actually. Yeah, said yeah, it. yeah. One of them skulks away, and he's just like, hey, that's mine. And then they start fighting. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, with a little more follow-through and actual dialogue and action around it, that's just paying off what Gimli says in Fellowship of the Ring. That's Mm. worth a king... Like, like, that's a kingly gift. Mm. Like, this... Gandalf says it's worth more than the wealth of the entire Shire. Yeah. Right. 
And, you know, also pays off sort of a, a Tolkien thing, which is if you look at Tolkien work as, a, you know, history as a whole, it's not just that the ring corrupts anybody who has it. It's like anything valuable corrupts anybody who yeah, has it. Yeah, wealth in general. You know, the Arkenstone, the Silmarils. Yeah. Dwarves like anything having to do with Mithril. Sickness. Mm-hmm. Right. Because, you know, and the dwarves like continue to like, you know, delve for like, you know, mostly just to make pretty stuff, like even though, you know, Balrogs and dragons like seem to like, you know, get attracted to it. But they uh, want the shinies, Bob. It's because yeah, they, they were not the created shinies. by Iluvatar. That's true. <laughs> the elves are like, you're adopted. <laughs> oh. uh, all right, Narman, a uh, number four thing that did work. Uh, number four thing that did work. Uh, I'm glad that we get to see Sam's temptation scene, mm. even if it's not well executed. <laughs> but I'm glad we get to see it. It, <laughs> it is, and a it's crazy. mostly not well executed because it takes too damn long. Mm. Yeah, they commit to that thing like crazy, and it's right at the beginning too. Like I, I, I forgot to put a watch on it, but I feel like we're 25 minutes into the movie before anybody actually does anything. <laughs> yeah because you know because there's, there's the setup and then there's the song and then there's the temptation scene and then like you know and i guess he's sort of like walking back and forth he just walks back and forth but <laughs> across the 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 mordor mountains like you know uh while he's thinking about stuff you know like you do but <laughs> just pacing yeah before he actually like tries to take on the tower i feel like we're about a third of the way through the movie <laughs> oh my goodness just, and then you know he sees all this greenery, and then the orcs turn into woodland creatures. <laughs> it's just really bizarre. I didn't like the Samwise the Strong stuff though. No, the Samwise the Strong. Yeah. No, that was that was dumb. <laughs> but I'm glad that we get to see the temptation scene because like it's an important thing from the book that the only way that the ring can find to like really tempt Sam is to be like. You can turn Mordor into a, into your entire into a lush, perfect garden just for you. Look at the this, garden this. of my delight. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's just like, "Oh, but all I want is a little garden and five kids and rosy cotton." I would have sort of loved to have the the, the Lord of the Rings version of Sam like going through that group. <laughs> that would have been so weird. Like in this, we have Roddy McDowell Sam, and so he's got a sort of like you know epic quality to his voice already. But you know. Which is a little out of place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was just the guy you got, you know, for things like this at that time. Like, he, he had just done, like, a bunch of, like, Kipling animations for Chuck Jones and, like, Ricky Tiki Tavi and stuff. And uh, Oh, my God. I haven't thought about that in so long. Mowgli's Brothers and the White Seal and all those things. Mm. And, you know, of course, being, like, Planet of the Apes guy. So he was, like, yeah, number one guy if you were going to have a hero whose face you did not see. <laughs> That's fair. All right. Uh, number four thing that did work, Norman. I, I just did mine. Oh. We went a little out of order. It's Cassandra's turn. <laughs> oh, gotcha, gotcha. Um, my number four thing that did work is I really liked Eowyn's character design. The, mm. She was like the only lady in this. Yes. Uh, so it stood out to me and I'm just like, oh, good. She's here. Because <laughs> I was so for- really, really worried that she wasn't going to be here and it was going to be Mary and Pippin in like a trench coat. Killing right. the. Um, <laughs> I know we were watching this. We were watching this and just like, oh, there's no Eowyn, is there? I was so stressed out about it. Because it was like 85 minutes into the right, movie. Right. Yeah. And they do such an incredible back and fill on her. It's like, oh, it's Eowyn. Let's tell you the Eowyn story. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I didn't like the. I didn't like anything else about it, but I really liked her character design. Yeah, that scene is weird. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, oh, uh, it's like something your parents would tell you. It's like, Frodo, you were bad, and that's why your uncle died. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I know yeah. my, my notes are just sentences that are impressions from things in the movie. And one of them is Theoden's death, WTF. <laughs> it's like, uh, we don't want to have to animate a death. whole fight or anything like that. We just, he just dies. He just drops dead. Right. And like, okay. Okay. I'm going to, I was, I'm stopping myself before I like get to something that worked and didn't work. Okay. <laughs> okay, cool. Stopping. All right. So Eowyn thing. Yeah, they were definitely, I think, leaning a little bit on maybe you've seen Lord of the Rings and so you at least saw her once before <laughs> or something. She doesn't, she just stands there. She doesn't even do anything. <laughs> it's true, but at least then she has a name, you know. <laughs> <laughs> she's not named. She doesn't speak. She's just standing behind this old man. Oh, no, he, he, he says her name and that she's his sister daughter, which, you know, young me like was like, what? <laughs> sister daughter. Excuse me? Okay, Cassandra, the number three thing that did not work. Um, I hated Sam's monologues to himself. Oh. I, um, I think it's a pet peeve, especially with audio drama. If, if there's a character by themselves, you have to, like, we can't watch them wander around. So you have to, like, hear them thinking. And it's real. it's a really pet peeve big pet peeve of mine because a lot of the times the doctor who audio adventures will do that if they don't have a companion the doctor mm. will just talk to himself which is a little uh, i don't know he's like a weird time travel alien it works sometimes but most of the time it does not work so here when we're like watching sam and it's not he like he's thinking it he's like saying them out loud and, and he's like shouting it's like half of the movie and i just it does not work for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's going to make it pretty rough. Yeah. <laughs> I just remembered, I was some. I think a fourth Doctor companion at some point says, sometimes the Doctor talks to himself because he thinks he's the only one who will understand him. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, it works sometimes. Like, if the, the, if the writer is self-aware about it, it's, mm -hmm. it's funny. But this is not self-aware. This right. is, like, a really bad, like, a play, almost. <laughs> Yeah, we like I we we were talking a little bit about the movie we watched it, and I said that it was written like it was it's structured like a play. It's not structured like a movie, mm -hmm. mm. which is odd. What it's really weird. I don't know why they separated Sam and Frodo so early, uh, or like kept them separated for as long as they did. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. I know it felt like Sam was the main character of this movie. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Which I'm not necessarily mad about because I love Sam, but. <laughs> Don't think it worked all the time. Yeah. But yeah, that's true. Frodo mostly just gets sort of pushed on. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's like, okay. He's like half and dead so for most of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then every once in a while, it seems like he'll, like the two of them will just switch sides on an issue just like in order to give them something to talk about. <laughs> right. But I guess, you know, if you're on a long hike, that'll happen. It's like, no, 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 I'm fine. Let's push on a little farther. <laughs> so much walking. Oh, my God. I gotta take off this armor that the plot wanted me to put on that will never ever come up. <laughs> plot armor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. That 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 was a waste of time right there. <laughs> could have been used, a waste like, of ten minutes. Yeah, they could have been used uh, establishing who Eowyn was, for instance, like uh, before, like her her big entrance. Or Faramir. <laughs> oh my God. I love that we get like Faramir and Eowyn like, you know, twice or three times during the celebration, even though we have no concept of who he is. Yeah, just Faramir giving this beautiful blonde woman a longing look just a handful of times. Like 12 year old me thought Eowyn was gorgeous in this animated feature. 
Oh, sure. But yeah, they're definitely like a couple by the end, you know? So it's like, it's yeah. like, okay, she's got a guy of some sort. Congrats. Is this like a squire that just is infatuated with her? Is this like... Dude, who? I want that. I want that story. Oh like, my gosh. Who is this? Or she could marry Mary, basically. <laughs> she came along disguised as a man. <laughs> a woman. A woman? <laughs> Yeah, I remember. Yeah, definitely 10-year-old me thought that that worked a lot better than, <laughs> than it, and me. It's like, what? Uh, and then she has like a magic sword or something. Like, that was weird. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's true. Just because she's a woman, the magic works. There yeah, exactly. Magic well, she's, she is an instrument of fate at that point or yeah. something. I think there's something in uh, the Silmarillion appendix or the Return of the King appendix about that. Hmm. That, you know, like, but that there was like a reason why she was able to harm it, and there was a reason why Mary was able to harm it, and going exactly into the metaphysics yeah. of that. Right. Okie doke. Uh, Norman, number three thing that did not work, I think we're at. Okay, there's an exception to this, but okay. the ring wraith designs do not work for me. Ah, is that exception like the, the Witch King? Oh, I'm like sorry, the, go on. The weird, like, flying <laughs> Pegasus. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't like the weird flying Pegasus. Looked like they're cribbed from the D&D cartoon Lich Riders. <laughs> I knew they reminded me of something. Oh, that's great. Like, no, I don't. I With don't think they were. Yeah, this Yeah. <laughs> like, the, the, the wraiths don't work for me. I think they're hilarious. <laughs> and every time there's a close-up, it is the same, like, eight frames of recycled animation. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. Every time. Where they, it looks like they should be laughing like Skeletor, but they're not. They're, like, not laughing. There's just nothing happening. <laughs> they're just, like, moving their, their skeleton jaws. <laughs> they're laughing on another plane that we cannot perceive. Yeah, they're, they're laughing in the ethereal realm, and we just don't perceive this. The humor is just on a whole other level. Right. Another plane, even. <laughs> but, yeah, no, the Ringwraith designs, with one exception, doesn't work for me. Mm. Um, is that exception your next one? Or? Yeah, that's the the second. My next thing that worked is the the exception to this. Okay, go for it. Which is, uh, I really like the Witch King's design. <laughs> right. <laughs> I really like the Witch King's design, both when he has the cloak on, and then when he reveals that, like, he's just he doesn't have a face. He's just a crown. Like, I right. actually really like the floating crown thing. But why do all the other ones have a face? Because he's a he's the witch king. I don't know. But like I really like his design. It feels almost like somebody was like, you know, we really kinda of like those Bakshi ring wraiths, but you know, we can only afford to do one. So we're gonna just have the witch king be kinda of like them. Right. Like I like his cloaked his his like cloaked image and everything too. Mm-hmm. And then he he sheds the cloak to reveal himself to Gandalf and then he puts the cloak back on to run away. Yeah. <laughs> We've got cold. <laughs> It's like, oh, I feel yeah, a chill. I kind of, I kind of like that when he's got the cloak on, he like he, when he talks to the orcs, it's like this <laughs> sound, which I sort of wish they kept because then when he takes it off, he sounds like a ghost from Scooby-Doo. Yeah. I'm pretty sure voiced by a guy who actually voiced ghosts from Scooby-Doo. <laughs> right. In my uh, notes, I wrote down his voice as Electro Skeletor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because uh, uh, it has that weird electronic, like fuzz and distortion to it yeah uh full disclosure his voice is my next thing that didn't work oh okay okay gotcha (laughs) so So there's just like three things in a row i'm just like i didn't like the ring wraiths i like the witch king but not his voice (laughs) like 
right. I'll save my Starscream comparison until we get to it. Then. Uh, <laughs> what are we all right. Um, so we're dead back to Cassandra. Number three thing that did work. I okay. So this is completely contradictory to my last bad thing, but like, or the 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 whatever. It's your number two thing that worked, right? No, it's my number three thing that worked. Oh. Um, yeah. I I liked that there were songs. <laughs> but mm-hmm. like the idea of songs. <laughs> there's a lot of them. Um because like Lord of the Rings has a lot of like songs and poems in the text. So I mm-hmm. like when that transfers over to adaptations. I think they went a little bit overboard with it. <laughs> but I liked the inclusion of the songs and um, I honestly, I wish the the Peter Jackson movies had more singing in them. Oh yeah, like like Aragorn and Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah, I mean Aragorn sings at the end of Return of the King because I just watched that. And then you weep. <laughs> uh, I mean, just because of the end of Return of the King. Oh <laughs> yeah, you're already crying. And but... then there's that song in uh, in the first Hobbit movie, which was one of the things that gave me hope that that was going to be good. Yes, <laughs> yes. The dwarf song. Both yeah. songs that start that movie mm-hmm. are great. And it's like the only time they're singing. And that's why I only like that one. <laughs> like, But I liked the inclusion of songs. It was it was nice. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. All right. Uh, number two thing that did not work. Is it okay. me? Yes, it is. Shelob. <laughs> <laughs> lack Where? Thereof, yeah. comma, lack thereof. Well, Shelob is from Two Towers. Well, we didn't get it with Bakshi. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and we didn't get it here. I was really looking yeah, forward weird. to like a giant fuzzy spider. Right. A giant Merkwood spider? Yeah. That, like, they oh, even right. tease it. They even tease it it's in awful. this movie. Yeah, with the spider Yeah, it's true. Legs. And they could have they reused the same concept animation. Oh, I'm so angry about it. I was like, what? Or at least put it in the flashback, I guess. But it instead, makes sense we too. have like. It would take this, two seconds. Yeah. Instead, we have this weird battle with like these gargoyles and uh like a vial of computer pixels i don't know yeah, it's a vial of, of disco lights <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh yeah that was some cheapness right bottle <laughs> discotech it even has music and also some cheap writing to go with it that was the vial of gladriel, gladriel. i cannot explain what it is <laughs> yeah. or else it'll stop working it's a secret <laughs> <laughs> yeah <sighs> but yeah that made me really angry i was like what where's my spider fight <laughs> And then they just, they go over it, but being like, oh, Frodo was jumped by orcs. (laughs) Who somehow didn't notice, like, a pile of all his belongings, including the one that they're later going to kill each other for, just Mm -hmm. sitting next to him. (laughs) Just, like, right outside the gate. Unless unless Frodo is like, oh, no, the the orcs are after me. I better let, you know. Strip. He, like, ducks out for a second, (laughs) strips down, and then, like, runs out again. I can't Sam will find this stuff. Right. (laughs) <laughs> oh look the ring oh sting oh this pretty cloak his, <laughs> his hero's clothes cloak which then proceeds to have no significance uh, oh, man. they don't even use it to camouflage nope Just, that's true they don't even and do then, it to that and the goblins are supposedly fighting over a cloak that they don't even have they apparently saw it like while he was running and it's like <laughs> they're fighting over like who gets it if they eventually find it <laughs> Dibs on that cool thing we saw. <laughs> oh, no, no. Counter dibs. Morgul dibs. <laughs> Morgul dibs. <laughs> Morgul dibs are better than Kirith Uncle dibs. Yeah. Morgul. Oh, Morgul. Man. Be Morgul. Sirith Uncle. <laughs> Is that on your list? Please tell Dollar me. Dollar Morgul. 
the with the pronunciation. Yeah. Uh, no, it's not my number one thing that oh, didn't work. Man. Uh, mostly because it's just fun to poke at when you're talking about a movie. <laughs> That's fair. What's your two thing that didn't work? My number yeah. two thing that I already talked about, I already mentioned my number two thing that didn't work is the Witch King's voice. Oh. Oh, gotcha. Right, right, right. Like, that's, I just have, like, related things, and I was just like, I wanted to talk about this separately, because the Witch King's voice is so terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and it's such an epic moment, too, you know, for the, for, for for that to suddenly come out, you know? It's like, it's like oh, we're having our Eowyn thing, and it's like, no, living man will kill me! And it's like, oh, no, it's Starscream. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Why isn't Roddy McDowell doing that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He would have been much better. Yeah. They have some good people doing voices. Like the the guy who does the Denethor voice has a pretty good voice too. Yeah, Denethor is his own problem in one scene. <laughs> I'm going to kill myself. Goodbye. Hello, and Gandalf's goodbye. just like yeah, sure, bro, so whatever. passes Denethor. I'm like, what? <laughs> Son of Ectelion. <laughs> I literally just wrote in my notes. So Gandalf lets Denethor off himself. <laughs> his I word mean... is law. <laughs> it's, it's true. His word is law. And Gandalf's of... not supposed to interfere in the laws of man. That kind of happens in. The Jackson movies. No, he kicks Denethor into a no, fire. Shadow facts. <laughs> that uh, horse, horse is a murderer. <laughs> and you've also got the earlier thing where he like clubs Denethor over the head, you know, like in order to overrule him. But then he just like leaves him alone and lets him like you know, go into his next craziness. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he thought that like a salutary blow to the head would like you know restore his senses, but... right? It would free him from the the influence of the Palantir, <laughs> which is in this animated movie, but not in Return of the King. <laughs> You see how easy it would have been, Peter Jackson? It would take five seconds. Just put it right by his throne. It's like Gandalf's like, what is that? <laughs> it's not even that hard to include it. Right? It's, it, it uh, you already and have also the Palantir off the, effect the, designed, right? Peter. You've already and they also made pull off the effect. A pretty good false prophecy thing, because, you know, it's like, oh, the Black Fleet, no, yes, the Black Fleet is definitely coming, the Palantir never lies, but, mm -hmm. you know. You put that together with the Jackson thing and that the Black Thief is going to bring the Army of the Dead, then it's like, oh, okay, it's cool. It's a it's a spooky fleet, but it's our spooky fleet. Right? The spookiest of fleets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number two thing that did work, Norman. Uh, I like that all the Hobbit designs of the four main Hobbits are actually visually distinct. Oh, yeah. I actually really like that. Even though I think Pippin's design is a little dumb. I got Mary and <laughs> Sam confused. But Sam had all the crazy eyebrows. Yeah, and uh, Mary is squatter. Okay. Even like, Mary is the chubbiest taller. hobbit. Also, I'm fairly certain, but I didn't look it up, that Mary and Pippin are voiced by the same person. Uh, no, they're not. They're not? Uh, it sounds an awful lot like they are. Yeah, Mary is voiced by Casey Kasem. Mm. also the voice of Shaggy in Scooby-Doo. Yeah, and Robin <laughs> in Super Friends. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Will he never cut the cake? <laughs> But uh, and also everyone knows that Pippin is the short one, <laughs> right? Oh, I guess there's some contention about that. But... <laughs> yeah, and then that leads into the perhaps we're all Hobbit. <laughs> is there Hobbit in me? Yeah. Is there like looking straight into the non-existent camera? <laughs> that's like that's just like Dumbledore putting his finger on his nose and looking at the camera, <laughs> <laughs> or Tom Baker at the end of Day of the Doctor. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah, that's true. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Oh my god, it's such a bad pun. Oh, <laughs> uh, so what was that? Was that number two you did like, Norman? Yeah, that was my number two that I did like. Okay, Cassandra, number two that you did not. No, number two that I did. Number two oh yeah, you're right, not. you're right. Uh, number two Absolutely. that I did is, uh, this is going to sound like a backhanded compliment, but I... Um, was lacking for things that I enjoyed. Um. <laughs> oh boy! 
And yet it's so high on the list. <laughs> it made me want to rewatch The Hobbit. Uh, I really like The Hobbit. Like, The Hobbit is like... Well, the Rankin-Bass Hobbit, I should clarify. Um, mm. Not an unexpected journey. No. Like, the, the orc design... Because the orc design is the same. I just have such, like, emotional nostalgia for that Hobbit movie that it just made mm-hmm. me... Because this... this this feels like it's trying to recapture that, but it's failing at it. It's like the opposite <laughs> of the the Peter Jackson Hobbit, where they're like trying to recapture the magic of Lord of the Rings, but to just not. Yeah, you at can't all. catch lightning oh, right. in a bottle twice, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in both cases, it's like this is different. It's related, but it's different. Right. <laughs> but yeah, so continuity of design basically is. Yeah. Uh, you like about that which was like my number five thing that i and liked the, 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 they got the same singer for all the songs oh yeah glenn yarborough yeah and creepy golem yeah uh, and they even explain like it's like orcs goblins mr bilbo oh that made golem. me laugh yeah <laughs> there used to be a difference between these two things once upon a sort time of. <laughs> yeah it's true it just got retconned out um all right cassandra your number one thing you did not like um it feels like a first draft. Mm. Uh, it was it was a mess, but it wasn't a fun mess, or it wasn't as fun as watching the the Bakshi mess. I disagree. I think it was a very fun mess. Yeah, but you have like <laughs> nostalgia for this. I I've, do. It's I've absolutely never, true. I've never seen this before. I had mm-hmm. more fun watching the Bakshi movie than I did with this, and I don't know if that's because I recently rewatched um the Jackson Return of the King because gearing up for research, but also I was like feeling down, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna watch this movie but a lot of the time while watching this i just got frustrated and angry <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of that i think had to do with just the writing i don't know why at the end of the movie everyone's using like really weird proper like faux shakespearean like nay v whatever and but they they didn't talk like that at all during the rest of the yeah that was weird well, yeah gandalf says thine at some point mm-hmm. and it's like seems to come out of nowhere Everyone's talking like that. It's not just Gandalf. It's like the hobbits, too. Um, They're at a proper birthday party. But they didn't start that way. I know. It's like the opposite of when somebody in a Star Wars movie says boyfriend or girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, no, there's a certain idiom you're in. You you have to kind of stick in it. Mm -hmm. They use the same word, like, within five minutes of each other at the very beginning. Three times. They use the word malignancy, like, three times in the span of, like, five minutes. And I'm just like, wow. That's a good SAT word, but, like, why Why is it, like... And then, like, they make you think they're going to use it a fourth time. Mm-hmm. Well, Sam goes through pretty much every word for evil, like, during the course of the Samwise the Strong. Thing. Yeah. This orc-infested veil of needless horrors. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of needless horrors. All it's horrors like, are needless, Sam. It's like, Sauron, you didn't have to do that. You didn't have to have it be that bad. <laughs> needless horrors. Just, like, a base level of horror. It's um, like, people can't even come through the gate. You don't have to also have the air that chokes you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you doing that? But yeah, no, it just felt like hastily put together in a way that was not enjoyable. <laughs> because I was like, this can be done better. Clearly. <laughs> Has been done better by the same people. Right? Just three years earlier. Right, yeah. I guess once again, it was the whole, like, people are going to forget. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the the fact that all of these, ha- you know, the, that whole cycle happened within three years from Hobbit, Lord of the Rings to Return of the King is crazy. I mean, I guess you could say the same thing of the Jackson thing, but obviously that was all planned out. Mm-hmm. And even then it was probably a miracle that it all like worked out as well as it did. <laughs> right. 
all they need is like one good typhoon or something like that and that whole thing would have anyway uh norman your number one thing that you didn't like uh i wrote down uh, a single a, a single name with three question marks for oh, this okay which is aragorn <laughs> <laughs> like return of the king yeah where the hell is he <laughs> he's returning He's taking He's his, his way sweet back. ass time <laughs> with some companions who we're not even going to mention. Right? It works like Listen Gimli. <laughs> now you see, I can totally, you know, <laughs> sympathize with them not introducing like Listen. I mean, I think even in the Jackson Return of the King, it seems like they kind of had to work to give them stuff to do. <laughs> yeah, but like, where is your titular character? I I think. Come on. I think that um they they interpreted it. Uh, like with a weird, like quasi-religious overtone. Oh yeah. And it's like, ah, uh, I, I don't know. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like super, like weirdly Christian. Like the yeah, I definitely the got king. that. It just doesn't work. Yeah. It just, it just does not work. And then he, he doesn't even do anything. Right. He just tells the mouth of Sauron to go stuff it, like. <laughs> And then he's like, oh, we're all going to die. And then Gandalf's like, nope, eagles. <laughs> oh, it seems so weird. It's like, come out, come out, come out. Hello. Okay, go away. <laughs> Not you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. We wanted Sauron himself to come out. Yeah. I want to talk to the giant, weird, flaming eye that kind of looks like a nipple in this movie. <laughs> yeah, and then Aragorn also gets the worst song, I would say. Or, or, the, 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 or that Return of the King Kong song could... <laughs> possibly work if it was like half as long but they like not only is it twice as long as it needs to be but they use the exact same animation like twice yeah <sighs> <laughs> it just doesn't work and then he looks like such okay a generic dude like aragorn's character design in the bakshi movie kind of looks like native american he-man mm-hmm. and like in this movie he just looks like really generic fantasy hero in like a totally different way that is just like all right mm-hmm. i guess you kind of look like a pirate who took a shower. <laughs> he kind of looks like the Easterling who, like, uh, we come across in uh, a scene we'll probably be talking about very soon. <laughs> mm. The the leader of men. Yeah, he does kind of look like the leader of the of the dudes during uh, during the something. The leader of the dudes. <laughs> the, the the other army who's just like I am walking here. <laughs> um. So speaking of which, <laughs> uh, I I realize I flipped the order at some point, but it seems like a good place to end. Uh, Norman, your number one thing that did work. Uh, we. I think we have the same thing. Yeah, uh, where there's a way, there's a way. <laughs> Hell, uh, yeah. I think the whole world has the same thing. <laughs> it's a jam. It's like oh it's the best thing in the movie. <laughs> waka 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 waka. waka. Uh, <laughs> man, we don't want to go to war today. <laughs> And that's a thing where they reuse the same animation like four times, yes. but it's like, no, that's fine. <laughs> I just want to see it again. It's like three minutes. It's like three and a half minutes long. It's like a full song. It's and awesome. it's great. It's great. If, if that was the whole 90 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I think that was one of those cases where they definitely knew what they had. It's like, okay, this is where like it all comes together is right here. Oh, man. The, I, the animation for the Lashmaster is like really jumpy, though. Uh-huh. But I, you see a bunch of different orc designs. Like, it shows off some of the things they were doing. Unlike, like, the Battle of Pelennor Fields, uh, where <laughs> they all look like the exact same orc. Oh, right, right, right. They're all voiced by the same guy, too. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, yeah. 
Dude, where there's a whip, there's awesome. a way. I love that song. We don't want to go to war today. Blash Master says, nay, nay, nay. <laughs> nay, nay, nay. Now that I think about it, like, I remember my favorite song from The Hobbit was the, uh, the goblin song where they uh, where they capture them oh, all. Oh yeah, down down to Goblin Town. I say that yeah, like yeah. at least twice, like once a week. And I would rewatch it, and it's like this is so short. And I wonder if like that, you know, there was somebody got a note on that. It's like you know, do another goblin song, but make it much longer <laughs> so we can fully explore the awesomeness of it. Like it's got the best like sound direction of all the songs. Mm-hmm. It's I not like, the like weird like disco backbeat. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. It's my favorite thing from all three animated Lord of the Rings <laughs> things. You don't like The Greatest Adventure? No, this is way better. <laughs> the Greatest Adventure is really fun to, like, make fun of. And South Park did for an entire episode. Oh, man. I guess since the orcs represent the uh, the evils of technology, it makes sense that they have electric guitar and nobody else has. <laughs> they're, going to, they're going to help you with their axe. <laughs> there you go. And their axe. I want to play that during a party. See how many people are like what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it kind of needs a little context, I think. <laughs> Do you see? There's a YouTube clip somewhere that they uh, somebody cut together the like m- tried to make that a music video for it out of footage from the Jackson Return of the King. Oh my gosh! So they definitely have to take a few liberties with it, but uh, it's it's a lot of fun to watch. I'm fairly certain I've seen it cut into uh, the Jackson movie right after Legolas says that line about some evil that drives them. <laughs> well, that's fun. And then it just like, like cuts to towers? this. Yeah, and it just cuts to that. That's funny. Because it's so, it's wonderful. It's, it, it feels so good. Just... It just happens. Like, just... Honestly, you were like underselling that song. It's so good. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, because I can't do all the instrumentation. Right. Like with my face. Like, <laughs> I can just kind of barely do the beat. And like it uses the whip as part of the music. Oh, it's real good, you guys. And like compared to some of the other sound design, like they couldn't even get like stock eagle noises like there's just some guy going in a sound booth (laughs) that was better than the one they used though (laughs) Ryan Lord of the Eagles yeah Yeah, we're going to establish him early on (laughs) it was almost shocking to me that when they show the showed me the like the tower at the top you know the the very top of Minas Tirith and it's exactly the same you know as the the Jackson version, which I mean, obviously based on paintings or something, mm-hmm. but you know, like that whole, yeah, I saw that, that whole causeway that comes out and it's like, oh, wow, it's that same thing. With like the tears. Which maybe that the... just shows how low my expectations were. <laughs> I actually kind of like the, still painting. the cliff a little better is like this thing that juts out and it's not solid all the way down. Mm. Mm. It makes it look a little more like fantasy environment. Yeah, and like this is the this is the home of an insane person, <laughs> even though it hasn't always been. But for the current purposes of this story, it is. <laughs> I didn't like that Barador was just like a weird castle. It was just a castle. Yeah, just yeah. chilling. It's very non-distinctive. And like the movie, it looks like it's right up against Mount Doom for a little bit, a little bit, and then the movie like gets to Mount Doom and it's just like, no, Barador's in the distance. And <laughs> <laughs> we're. We so, need to talk about the pronunciation. Yeah, the pronunciation of this oh, movie yeah, is god that. awful. My Way worse goodness. than Aramon because they're just changing it because some somebody <laughs> was just like, it sounds too close to Sauron. And they're just Sauron. Which is fair. We mix those up a lot. Yeah. Sauron. 
What was Sauron. the worst part? Uh, Theoden is the worst for no, me. No, 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 no. What was the the, the field? <laughs> oh, Pelennor. No, 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 no. Oh no, yeah, no Gora Goroth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gora Goroth. Which is weird because they're going way out of their way to like use words that like the Jackson one doesn't, you know, that wouldn't come up in conversation. It's like Sam's been paying a lot of attention to the maps mm-hmm. or something because he, he's just like, he, he knows the name of the door that leads into Mount Doom. <laughs> and it's like, how did you, how did you even know that? Oh, man. <laughs> Which I can't even Elrond remember it now. <laughs> What's that? He was just paying attention when Elrond was talking. Yeah, I guess so. Like yeah. that, Sirith, Ungol, and God, I just like minus my... Tirith, like <laughs> like oh, the pronunciation is so bad. Theoden, <laughs> Gladriel, 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 Theoden. Which that seems like they're trying to trying for something. They'll use some sort of original pronunciation type thing, but it just doesn't fit. Sirith, Ungol, Gladriel, Theoden, Gorogoroth. Pelinor. Where'd they get the extra A? I don't know. Because isn't it Gorgoroth? <laughs> I, yes, it's Gorgoroth. Oh and my gosh. I was just like, they say Gorogoroth, and I was just like, Gullah Gullah Island. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. They say Palantir, right? <laughs> Instead of being okay, like, Palantir. Okay, one thing, Peter Jackson. <laughs> they actually have to explain what the Palantir is in order to get it into that scene. You wouldn't even have had to do that. <laughs> right? We already know what it is. And I love that it's like, you know, in a little, th- it's in a little uh, cloth, just like, like, uh, we see it in the live action one. It's just chilling. It's just hanging out oh, right next ball. to, right next to Denethor's seat. We have our Palantir cozy. It's a wizard's crystal ball. It's like, oh, uh, okay. Sure. No, it predates the wizards in Middle Earth, Gandalf. You be quiet. <laughs> well, you know, it's a, they're, they're, uh, they're retconning there. This is this is just it's like, this is just this Gandalf taking credit for things like the Bakshi Gandalf was. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, I have like hardcore nostalgia for this movie. I was smiling pretty much oh, the whole time. Man, I was, I was so it. angry. And it's weird. I was actually going into it like with the you know with a memory of it like being pretty bad, except for where the, there's a whip, there's a way, obviously. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I think the 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 whole song thing clicked for me a little better than it did before. Like, there, I, mean, I definitely had moments like. When the cracks of doom starts, you know, the cracks of doom, I was like, is every final line of a scene going to be the start of a song? <laughs> but then like 30 seconds later, when you, it turns into Gandalf, like talking about Sauron's mind and stuff like that, I was like, oh, okay, I can, you know, the, it's sort of like, you know, an opera or something, you know, like you're getting a lot of interiority mm-hmm. on people. But like, you know, on some cases, like Sam, way too much interiority. Yes. The, uh... But you know, a lot of the a lot of the book is talking about like what's you know the people talking about what's up and what's in Sauron's mind and stuff like that. So it's interesting to get some of that, I guess. The when they're in Sirithungal, Sirithungal, mm. Sirithungal. I'm gonna say it like they say it in the movie. <laughs> the, they're in Sirithungal. My God. Because uh, as far as I'm concerned, it's not Kirithungal. They, they never call it that. It's Sirithungal. It's a different place. It's a, it's it's next. It's the other town. Yeah. The uh, I like the design of the Watchers, by the way. The gargoyles at the front of the place. Mm. I actually kind of like that. They kind of look like two-headed Skeksis. Oh my god, <laughs> you're right. And I kind of, I think it's kind of cool. Young. Like, that's a thing that's just would be... <laughs> the Watchers, the the the, the gatekeepers at, at Kirith Ungle is one of those things that would have been really hard to do in the live-action movies anyway. Yeah, is that, is that what that's supposed to be? The weird, like, gargoyle with, like, what's up? Like, the what's up face? Probably. Whatever, you know? <laughs> <laughs> We'll talk about it. Yeah. The 
Because Frodo with just the like Bud Light stands commercial at, gargoyle. Yeah, Frodo just like stands there and looks at it, and then the camera is just like a Dutch angle, and it's just like, whoa! Look I'm, at this I'm face. not particularly a fan of Dutch angles. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, when they're when they're in the tower, and Sam like saves Frodo after uh, diving out of the way, though, so that orc can fall down the trapdoor. Uh, and he, they're talking about they just start talking about the elves passing into the west, and then it's just like. 30 seconds of that song yeah i was mm. why is this here <laughs> what is it why what is this what frodo then, what did you <laughs> yeah what did you think of frodo's nightmare when he's down in the hole it was like, or oh it's a weird fever dream nightmare. yeah it's sort of like waving okay, to the happy our... orc in the shire <laughs> yeah exactly everything's just gonna go fine from now on oh man that was so funny <laughs> oh, i feel like i my... wanted them to have a picnic with them <laughs> I just wrote down like one sentence descriptions of the entire movie, and it's just like the first thing I wrote down is "Where is she, love?" <laughs> and then, the, and the last thing I wrote down was "Frodo is invisible for days." Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, the timing of that is insane. The, days. The, he is invisible in the in the in the mountain all the way from Pelennor Fields, <laughs> like through the marriage, through like uh, getting to the Black Gate, through the Battle of the Black Gate. <laughs> oh Goodness. What Dates. does he eat or drink during that time? Or the egg can just live on the ring, I guess? Yeah, but what about <laughs> Sam and Carl? Well, Sam is, like, looking for him the whole time. Or he's just sitting at the doorway being like, Frodo can't get past me if I sit here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if you lose a child. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll just wait for them. They'll find right. me. Oh, my goodness. I mean, that's how you have to be with a cat. <laughs> Sauron won't let me, like, say his name on the PA unless it's an emergency. So. <laughs> This movie Please is find just the nearest so orc or ring wraith. <laughs> You're right, though. It feels like a first draft. Frodo of the nine fingers. <laughs> Why does he have nine fingers? Oh, man. Frodo, why do you have nine fingers? Frodo of the nine (laughs) fingers. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely the sort of things that South Park was making fun of in the Lemmy Winks episode. Just like, you know, every single thing that comes up is another song that sounds kind of like all the previous songs. (sighs) Oh, that episode is so bad. (laughs) I don't know if you've ever seen that. Mm Because you don't watch a lot of South Park. I've seen like maybe ten South Park episodes. Uh, it is it's it's pretty funny and pretty objectionable in the way classic South Park was. Yeah. Like the the setup for the episode is awful, but like the major content and the jokes of the episode are really hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So um, <laughs> No Ghost Army! Ah No Ghost Army, yeah. I have so Once again, things. I mean if you're gonna make the whole thing that short. Yes, I say I'm much I'm much better with like cutting out the ghost army than cutting out like any development of AOA. Yeah. Because <laughs> so, you know it's a thing that you know doesn't if it doesn't come up it doesn't come up as opposed to uh, feeling like it's missing. Mm-hmm. Also, how strong is this version of Gollum? He's really strong. <laughs> that rock should oh, have oh, killed yeah, yeah. him. Yeah, when he actually throws the rock, that it, was out. Uh, it was makes crazy. direct contact with Sam. <laughs> yeah, Sam is dead. <laughs> the whole rest of this is just like a fever they dream. It's just his dying dream. Just. They are Samwise also the strong. Samwise the strong. <laughs> All hell. <laughs> Why does it look like it's the men of Rohan? Also, oh, Rowan. Because that's the, that's only the other one. Oh, Rowan. Had. Oh, my God. Rowan. All right. Rohan. That was the worst. They say Rohan in the Jackson movies, but that's never how I said it when I was reading it. It's Rohan, isn't it? I mean, they say Rohan in all the Jackson movies. No, they say Rohan. 
No, they say Rohan. All right. Oh, time to rewatch Two Towers. Because right. <laughs> Gandalf specifically says Rohan. So I don't know if this was a uh, deliberate joke, but uh, I kind of love when uh, when uh, Pippin and Merry meet each other on the battlefield, and he's like, "Hail, proud Merry!" <laughs> oh my! It's like, God. oh, big wheel, keep on turning. <laughs> Uh, man, I mean, the the way the Witch King dies is like almost straight, ex- like the setup for how he dies in the Jackson movie. Mm. Like the the framing of it's very similar, although there's no explosion. <laughs> he just empty shirt. Yep. He just deflates. Yeah, he's like a balloon. <laughs> <laughs> just the ghost lead just leaves the shirt. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that ghost is just wearing clothes. My shirt. <laughs> like the other ones are skeletons. <laughs> yeah. Like, skeletons in clothes? Yeah, whatever. But, like, a ghost? Why are you wearing stuff? Like, you could just be invisible and murder at will. I did like that they, like, differentiated between all of them, though. Yeah. Also, why does he... He he upgrades his Pegasus hardcore. Yeah, he's got horns. Oh, yeah. Like, he has a horned Pegasus, and then, like, he leaves, and he comes back with a dragon. The dragon! (laughs) He comes back with a fell beast. (laughs) Oh, wait, wait, wait. I've got this. Oh, I love that they've got the Grand chant, which you know you also get in the Jackson. Mm-hmm. Grand. Yeah, when Grand. we watched the theatrical so version, satisfying about that. When we watched the theatrical version of Return of the King, we were just like, "What the hell are they saying?" Yeah, because it'd been <laughs> it'd been so long. I'm just like, "Wait, is that the name of the wolf thing?" And he's like, "Yeah, probably." <laughs> but now we know. Yep, they're just saying Grand over and over again. It's much, <laughs> it's much more like pronounced in this yeah. than it is in the Jackson movie. Mm-hmm. Because in this, they're, like, actually all saying it at the same time, like, in a cadence mm. with each other, as opposed to what sounds like in the in the Jackson live-action ones. Just, like, you have a hundred people all saying Grand at different times. Yeah, generic orc chanting. <laughs> Which is more realistic, question mark, but... Yeah, because they, they shouldn't be as organized of an army as, like, the men of Gondor yeah, or something. so it's harder to understand. All, the the battering yeah. ram scene in this movie is weird. <laughs> it just, like... Because it looks like the Witch King is kind of, like, telekinetically throwing it at the door. Mm-hmm. It's cut weird. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they just really didn't want to have to animate, like, the thing hitting hitting something, and you know. Like, like, changing something from, like, static, a static picture to, like, an actual something that moves and takes damage. So instead so. it just, like, changes size. <laughs> right, right. Like, the this yeah. is, a this is like, a weird old cartoon reference, but, like, the Enoch Chuck effect from those old cartoons. Oh, my goodness. I don't even... Blah, 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 blah. Right. Hmm. Grand is actually part of my. I have one piece of uh, very unlikely Tolkien headcanon, which is that because you know Grand is named after uh, Morgoth. Uh, I don't. Mel, formerly Melkor, like his uh, club that he like fought with was called Grand, mm. and I always like to think that this actually just was that club. They just found know? it. Sauron like, hey, just you know. took it. Yeah, they they like they worshipped it for a while. Then they're like, hey, we put this thing on chains. We would have a badass. <laughs> weapon of war <laughs> exactly when instead sauron could literally just wield it <laughs> nah. hands are for squares right it's <laughs> true well, so sauron's not well at this point i assume no he's he's a sky nipple <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even look like an eye oh yeah that's right he's just some sort of weirdness but yeah i don't really have yeah. anything else to say <laughs> yeah i think we're pretty much done on this um, oh, there is uh, a second female character, sort of. There's uh, Sam's plump hobbit wife. Oh, right. Who isn't even named. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Apparently, they're all going to get plump hobbit wives if uh, Frodo has his way. Yes. 
<laughs> that's that's the dream, I guess. <laughs> Hobbit's like some junk in the trunk. <laughs> oh man. I like that uh, okay, well, th- uh, Mary and Sam mm-hmm. both have like their pipes in their hats. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. But... And then it's those same pipes, which is great. Good pipe continuity. Oh, this is fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad you guys had yeah. fun. Thank you so much for doing Thanks this. Again and for uh hosting. I just like the idea, I guess, that as you guys go minute by minute through Return of the King, like this will be in somewhere in the corner of your mind. Oh my god, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it would be like a shame to watch that without having like yeah. this reference to this. Mm-hmm. Right. We don't get Eowyn's like distorted ah, war face in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't even like stab him in the head, really. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, very little contact between weapons and bodies in this. They, they, it's hard to draw. <laughs> uh, well, once again, I am Bob J. Kester from Immunities, uh, which is an audio drama on dueling genre. Everybody should give it a listen. And we are Cassandra and Norman, Lord of the Rings Minute. Hopefully, if you're this isn't the first episode you're listening to us. <laughs> That'd be a little jarring. You should know that by now. <laughs> I'm not really interested in live action Lord of the Rings, but if they're going to talk about animated Hell Lord of the yeah. Rings, I'll listen to that. I can't imagine doing these animated ones a minute at a time. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Samwise the Strong is like four episodes. <laughs> it's like a whole week. I can't do this anymore. Just like dramatic <sighs> overblown noise of taking off headphones and throwing them. <laughs> Uh, But we want to thank you guys for listening and supporting us on Patreon, as always. And we'll be back in a couple weeks with something else. All right. Well, goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. We're going to continue our greatest adventure. Where there's a whip, there's a way. Where there's a whip, there's a way. Where there's a whip, we don't want to go to war today. But the Lord of the Lashes has a way.